0: You are the mighty God in battle. El Shaddai. You are the mighty God in battle. Jehovah, You are the mighty God in battle. Shaddai You are the mighty God in Batu I say glory to your name You are the mighty God in battle. I say hell Shaddai you are the mighty God in Batu I say Jehovah You are the mighty God in Batu Hell shall die You are the mighty God in Batu Glory to your name, Lord. You are the mighty God in Batu. We say, Hell, shada you are the mighty God in Batu. Jehovah, The mighty God in battle we say shall die. You are the mighty God in battle. Lord, glory to your name. Lord, you are the mighty God in battle. You are the mighty God in battle. You are mighty, so mighty in battle. When you fight for your children, the enemies become disgraced. The enemies know and they bow and say, of a truth God has really fought for his children. The God that is mighty in battle, we have come to call upon you today. We know the battle is not us. The battle is of the Lord. You have promised us that you will fight our battles and you told us that we should hold our peace. The only assignment that you have given unto us in the time of battle is for us to hold our peace. As you are fighting for us, you said, I will fight your battles, just hold your peace. Father, we have held our peace today and we have come to you, the mighty in battle that is ready to fight all our battles father we ask of you today move mightily in the name of jesus we ask of you once again today speak to us speak to us again let us know that you are god that has all the power all the powers that you are god that has the finest say over every matter in the name of jesus Thank you, Faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Friends, we are going to listen to the word of God today. At the same time, we are going to pray together. The theme for today is Mighty in Battle. The theme for this week also is mighty in battle, the test will be taken from Psalms 24, verse 7 through 10, and also Exodus chapter 14 and 15. The memory verse says in Psalms 24, verse 8, Psalms 24, verse 8, the Bible says that who is this king of glory? Who is this king of glory? the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. In case your enemies are asking you this kind of question today, or you have met yourself in a situation in which everything that surrounds you is battle, And the battle is asking you a question today that who is this king of glory? I want you to tell it, tell it back to that battle to the enemy of your life that is the Lord. The Lord is the King of Glory. Tell that situation that the Lord, not ordinary Lord, Lord that is strong, the Lord that is mighty, the Lord that is mighty even in battle and you will see the Lord moving on your behalf today in Jesus' name. I want us to follow me to Exodus chapter 14. There are some lessons that God wants us to learn from this chapter. This talk about the the, the Israelites, when God wanted to fight for them. God sent Moses to them to fight for them. And on these, the, the Lord came to them and spoke to Moses, that go and tell these people, when he has told them that he's going to set them free, and he had added the heart of Pharaoh to run after them. God told them, when you were delivered from the hand of Pharaoh, he told them in verse 14, chapter 14, verse two, of Exodus, he said, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before P.R. Ar- Eros, between Migdol and the sea, over against Baal Zevon. Before it shall ye encamp by the sea. God gave specific instruction to Moses that told the Israelites, to go and come bef- beside the sea. In this situation now, people wanted to be free or delivered from Egyptians. They wanted to be delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. And God instructed, go beside the sea. Ordinary ed- ed- ed knowledge will ask questions and say, how are we going to be set free when we stay beside the sea? But God himself put them in the, beside the sea because he wanted to prove to them that he is the king of glory. I am the king. God said, I am the king of glory. I be, the glory belongs to me. It is my own. God wants to tell the Egyptian that I have the glory, not yours. So, friends, in the midst of battle, or what you are going through at this point in time, don't forget to listen to the instruction of the mighty in battle. He will speak to you. You will hear his voice. Then what he will tell you my, my seem as see if it doesn't make sense. But follow suit and do exactly what he said. Telling someone that wanted to be free from battle to stay by the sea It looks as if what they were hearing is not from God. But God spoke to them, go by the sea. They are on the voice of God, and they stayed by the sea. The Bible says in verse 3, that for Pharaoh, when you have come by the sea, Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. God told them to go and stay or encamp by the sea because he wanted to rubbish the sense of Pharaoh. Pharaoh will see you by the sea and say, Yes, they have been entangled. They were now at the crossroad. They did not know where to go. They were in the wilderness. Shot. They have been shot in. Now we can run, over, uh, run, 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 run with them. We can run to pursue them and that they were trying to pursue, they saw the hand of God. The Bible Bible says in that verse verse 3, do not forget, the Bible says, the wilderness, the, 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 the Pharaoh said there, the wilderness has shut them in. God made Pharaoh to see the Israelites in the midst of wilderness, and to see that nobody could help them at that point in time, and God used that in order to destroy the Egyptian. Another thing that we need to know today is is in verse 4 and 5 of the same Exodus chapter 14. The Bible says, and I will, God said, I will add in Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them. I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, and the Egyptian may know that I am the Lord, as they did so. Friends, God adding the art of Pharaoh in order to be honored. So in that situation they were into, they seems as if God is silent. An enemy they are pursuing and they are as if they were winning. God is adding their arts in order for Him to be honored. That battle is for God, and you will win it in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 9, verse 6 and verse 9 of the same Exodus chapter 14, the Bible says, And he made ready these chariots, and he took his people with him. That is Pharaoh talking, doing, there. doing that. He took 600,000 chariots, and all the chariots of Egypt, and captained over every one of them. God brought everything that Pharaoh put trust in. He brought them together, he, he, he rubbed his sense, the senses of Pharaoh, that everything that he trusted in, he put them in array for battles. And God showed his mightiness. The Bible said some trust in chariots, some in horses, but they we trust in the name of the Lord our God. The Bible says those that trust in chariot, they were brought down and fallen. But we are risen and standing upright. So when God is fighting your battle, he robs the senses of your enemies. They put all their what they, they put all everything they, they trust, they put it together to fight. But the reason why God rubbish their senses is because God wanted them to be destroyed. Remember Elijah. When, the, the, when these, the people came together, the enemies, they came together to fight him. They put all their gods together too. They put them in one place and they wanted to allow that, that their god to fight for them. Eventually all of them, they were set ablaze. They were, they caught, they, they were set ablaze. The fire of God consumed all of them. So when God wants to fight your battles, God rubbish the senses of your enemies. They put their trust, all the things they put their trust in, they come, they will put them together to fight you in order for their, those things to be destroyed. And they will not have anywhere to render help again. I pray for you today, all your enemies will make mistakes. They will be to your favor in Jesus' name. Another thing I wanted to know also is taking from the same verse 10. When your enemies draw near, cry out unto the Lord. Don't be afraid. Anytime you see enemies coming or drawing near to you, cry out unto the Lord and don't be afraid. Don't murmur. Verse 10 of Exodus chapter 14 says, And when Pharaoh drew near nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptian marched after them. They were afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Don't allow fear to overshadow you. Don't allow fear to, over, to, 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 to overcome you. When you are faced with what is more, things that is more than you, cry out unto God. Your cry, God will hear it. When God called Moses and, and, and said, I heard, he said, I heard the cry of my people, Israel. God heard their cry. God will hear your cry. Cry out unto God. Another thing that you need to know today also is that, never be at the mercy of your battle. Do not surrender to them. In verse 12, the Bible says, the, 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 the Israelite said unto Moses, is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the egyptian it is better for us to serve the egyptians never settle for egyptians in the midst of your battle never surrender to that battle the battle belongs to the lord and god will fight for you another thing you need to know today is that see the salvation of the lord in the midst of the battle see the salvation of the lord in the midst of the battle In verse 13 of Exodus chapter 14, the Bible says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. Stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians who ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more, forever. See the salvation of the Lord. See God fighting on your behalf. That Egyptian will never overcome you. You will be the one that will overcome the Egyptian. When you see the salvation of the Lord in the name of Jesus, and I pray for somebody today, every Egyptian you have seen yesterday, as you are listening today to the the word of God, you will see those Egyptians no more in the mighty name of Jesus. Another thing I wanted to know today also, is that God will fight for you. God will fight for you. In verse 14 of Exodus chapter, chapter 14, the Bible said the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. God will fight for you. I say it again, God will fight for you in the name of Jesus Christ. In, I want us to know also that, God is addling the heart of your Egyptians in order for them to perish. It seems as if they were terrifying you. They were coming and that battle is becoming stronger and stronger. But I wanted to know that God is adding the heart of all your enemies in order for all of them to eventually perish. Another thing I wanted to know today also is that we serve a God, mighty God, that can make waters to be a wall. He can make waters to be a defense unto you. In verse 29 of Exodus chapter 14, the Bible says that, But the children of Israel walked upon their dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left hand. These waters that drawn all the Egyptians, became wall unto the children of Israel, became defend for them. God said, when you pass through waters, I will be with you. They will not overflow. They cannot go beyond their boundaries. God even makes water to defend. Water that drawn the enemies will be the one that will defend you in the name of Jesus. The waters that God has used to do, to drown all your enemies will be the one that God will still use to defend you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another thing I wanted to know because of the time also is that God will save you this day out of the hand of your Egyptian. Whoever that has stood as an Egyptian in your life, God will today deliver you out of their hands. In the name of Jesus. And you shall sing a song of victory soon. Because the God that is mighty in battle will fight for you. Friends, we have God that is mighty in battle. No matter what you are going through, the battle belongs to the Lord. Hand it over to him. Hand that battle over to God. And they will fight for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to pray. I want us to begin to appreciate God for what God is said to do in your life. Appreciate him for the word that has come today, mighty in battle. He is mighty in battle. Give him all the praise, exalt him, magnify him, honor him. Thank him that, that God, I thank him because He have made me to triumph over my enemies. Appreciating for his faithfulness and his kindness, in Jesus' mighty name we are giving thanks. Amen. I want also use Psalms 24 to pray today. In Psalm 24, verse seven, the Bible says, "Lift up your heads, O ye gates, friends." I do not know the the gates that has been standing on your way to overcome, that has been standing on your way to victory, that has been standing on your way to lifting, that has been standing on your way to promotion. I do not know the heads that have been standing on your way. I wanted to tell you to that head, those heads today, no matter how many they have, that they should lift up their heads. Lift up your heads. The gate that has lift, that has put his head on the way for you to succeed. Tell those gates to lift up their heads. Oh ye gates, lift up your heads. Gate of affliction, lift up your heads. Gate, gate of sickness, lift up your heads. Gate of diseases, lift up your heads. Gate of failure, lift up your heads. Gate of demotion, lift up your heads gate of evil get lift up your heads gate of death lift up your heads every evil gate that has been standing on my way lift up your heads in the name of jesus as you are praying this prayer tell it to god again that let the the gates let their gates be lifted up let the the heads of the gates be lifted up and as we're telling this to god tell it to God again, everlasting doors that has been standing on my way to victory, lift up your heads, lift up your heads, lift up your heads, lift up your heads. As you are praying this prayer, imagine them lifting up their heads, that every gates of evil standing on my way to victory, lift up your heads. As you are praying that they should lift up their heads, tell the King of glory to come and take over. King of glory, come in. Come and take your rightful place. Take your rightful rightful place in my life. In the name of Jesus, they might want to start asking you questions as the way they ask that, who is this King of glory? Tell me to that gates that, that is lifting up his head now, that it is the Lord that is the King of glory. It is the Lord that is strong. It is the God that is mighty. He is the Lord that is mighty in battle. He is the one that is the king of glory. Tell me the tell to the gate to lift up their heads. Tell me to the gate to lift up their heads, Tell me to the everlasting doors to lift up their heads. That the king of glory is coming in now. And if he ask you again who is this king of glory, tell it to him, the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. He is the king of glory. The one that is mighty in battle. He is the king of glory begin to tell every gate, every gate in your life, every evil gate that has a standing on the way to break through? Tell them today to lift up their heads in the name of Jesus Christ. Tell them to lift up their heads. Begin to lift up your head, every gate of affliction, lift up your head. Every gate of sickness, lift up your head. Every gate of demotion, lift up your head. Every evil gate, lift up your head. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Tell it to God, victory is mine. In the name of Jesus, victory is mine. Because God will never lose any battle, He will never lose battle. No battle will overcome God. Because God will never lose battle. God is a winner always. I am a winner. In the name of Jesus, victory is my portion. As from today, ends for, Tell it to go every gate. I want to lift up his head again. I want, I want to come up again. The Lord Almighty will we come in a powerful way, in a mighty way to fight for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, so shall it be. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed, amen. Our righteous Father, we thank you once again today. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for the way you have come this week to speak to us. Thank you for fighting our battles. We know that you have fought our battles for us. Of the truth, you have fought the battles. You have fought invisible and visible ones. You have fought all our battles. We return the glory to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the grace, the, the, the word has come that we, we should hold our peace, that you fight for us. And we know of a truth that you have fought for us. We return the glory to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask of you, every battle that wants to come after this, after this prayer session, Father, Lord, in your mercy, begin to fight all of them for us. Begin to fight all our battles, all of them, all of them, in the name of Jesus and make us whole. Thank you, faithful Father, we give all the praise to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Friends, God bless you. The Lord has answered our prayers. The Lord will fight our battles. We hold our peace. Let us make sure that we are friends of God. Let us make sure that we are not going against the will of God. God is said to fight our battles and we will hold our peace. V3 is our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Next week, by the grace of God, is another day in the presence of God that the Lord will speak to us once again. If Jesus tarries, we will meet on Saturday next week again to hear what God has for us. God bless you. And I pray your week is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. the mighty God in Batum, you are the mighty God in Batu. Jehovah Nisi, you are the mighty God in battle. El Shaddai, you are the mighty God in battle. I say, Glory to your name. You are the mighty God in battle. I say, El Shaddai. You are the mighty God in Batu I say Jehovah Nisi. You are the mighty God in Batu Hell shall die you are the mighty God in Batu. Glory to your name, Lord. You are the mighty God in Batu. We say, hell shall die. You are the mighty God in battle Jehovah Nisi. You are the mighty God in battle we say shall die. You are the mighty God in battle. Lord, glory to your name. Lord, you are the mighty God in battle. You are the mighty God in battle. You are mighty, so mighty in battle. When you fight for your children, the enemies become disgraced. The enemies know and they bow and say of a truth, God has really fought for his children. The God that is mighty in battle, we have come to call upon you today. We know the battle is not us. The battle is of the Lord. You have promised us that you will fight our battles. And you told us that we should hold our peace. The only assignment that you have given unto us in the time of battle is for us to hold our peace. As you are fighting for us, You said, I will fight your battles. Just hold your peace. Father, we have held our peace today and we have come to you, the mighty in battle that is ready to fight all our battles. Father, we ask of you today, move mightily in the name of Jesus. We ask of you once again today, speak to us. Speak to us again. Let us know that you are God that has all the power All the powers that you are God that has the final say over every matter in the name of Jesus. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Friends, we are going to listen to the word of God today. At the same time, we are going to pray together. The theme for today is Mighty in Battle. The theme for this week also is Mighty in Battle. The test will be taken from Psalms 24, verse 7 through 10, and also Exodus chapter 14 and 15. The memory verse says in Psalms 24, verse 8, Psalms 24, verse 8. The Bible says that who is this king of glory? Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. In case your enemies are asking you this kind of question today, or you have met yourself in a situation in which everything is right, that surrounds you is battle. And the battle is asking you question today that who is this king of glory? I want you to tell it, tell it back to that battle to the enemy of your life that is the Lord. The Lord is the king of glory. Tell that situation that the Lord, not ordinary Lord, Lord that is strong, the Lord that is mighty, the Lord that is mighty even in battle. And you will see the Lord moving on your behalf today in Jesus' name. I want us to follow me to Exodus chapter 14. There are some lessons that God wants us to learn from this chapter this talked about the 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 israelites when god fought wanted to fight for them god sent moses to them to fight for them and on these the the, lord came to them and spoke to moses that go and tell these people when he has told them that he's going to set them free and he had added the heart of Pharaoh to run after them. God told them, when you were delivered from the hand of Pharaoh, he told them in verse 14, chapter 14, verse 2 of Exodus. He said, speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before P. R. Eros, between Migdol and the sea, over against Balzivon, before it shall, before it shall he encamp by the sea. God gave specific instruction to Moses that told the Israelites to go and encamp be, beside the sea. In this situation now, people wanted to be free or delivered from Egyptians. They wanted to be delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. And God instructed, go beside the sea. Ordinary head knowledge will ask questions and say, how are we going to be set free when we stay beside the sea? But God himself put them in the, beside the sea because he wanted to prove to them that he is the king of glory. I am the king. God said, I am the king of glory. I, the glory belongs to me. It is my own. God wants to tell the Egyptian that I have the glory, not yours. So friends, in the midst of battle, or what you are going through at this point in time, don't forget to listen to the instruction of the mighty in battle. He will speak to you. You will hear his voice. Then what he will tell you my mind seem as sea, if it doesn't make sense. But follow suit and do exactly what he said. Telling someone that wanted to be free from battle to stay by the sea, it looks as if what they were hearing is not from God. But God spoke to them, go by the sea. They are kingdom, the voice of God. And they stayed by the sea. The Bible says in verse 3 that for Pharaoh... When you have encamped by the sea, Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. God told them to go and stay or encamp by the sea because he wanted to rubbish the sins of Pharaoh. Pharaoh will see you by the sea. as a yes, they have been entangled. They were now at the crossroad. They did not know where to go. They were in the wilderness. Shot. They have been shot in. Now we can run over, uh, run, 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 with them. We can run to pursue them, and as they were trying to pursue, they saw the hand of God. The Bible, the, and the Bible says in that verse, verse three. Do not forget. the Bible says the wilderness. The the, the, the Pharaoh said there. The wilderness has shot them in. God made Pharaoh to see the Israelites in the midst of wilderness and to see that nobody could help them at that point in time. And God used that in order to destroy the Egyptian. Another thing that we need to know today is in verse 4 and 5 of the same Exodus chapter 14. The Bible says, and I will, God said, I will add in Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them. I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, and the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, as they did so. Friends, God add in the heart of Pharaoh in order to be honored. So in that situation, the were into, thy sins as if God is silent. An enemy they are pursuing, and they are as if they were winning. God is adding their hearts in order for Him to be honored. That battle is for God, and you will win it in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse nine, verse six, and verse nine of the same Exodus chapter fourteen. The Bible says, and He made ready His chariots. And he took his people with him. That is Pharaoh talking, doing that. He took 600,000 chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captain over every one of them. God brought everything that Pharaoh put trust in. He brought them together. He rubbed the senses of Pharaoh. That everything that he trusted in, he put them in array for battles. And God showed his mightiness. The Bible says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but they we trust in the name of the Lord our God? The Bible says those that trust in chariots, they were brought down and fallen. But we are risen and standing upright. So when God is fighting your battle, he robs the senses of your enemies. They put all their what they, they put all everything they they trust, they put it together to fight. But the reason why God rubbish their sins is because God wanted them to be destroyed. Remember Elijah. When the, the, when these, the people came together, the enemies, they came together to fight him. They put all their gods together too. They put them in one place. And they wanted to allow that, that their god to fight for them. Eventually, all of them, they were set ablaze. They were, they caught, they were set ablaze. The fire of God consumed all of them. So when God wants to fight your battles, God rubbish the senses of your enemies. They put their trust, all the things they put their trust in, they come, they will put them together to fight you in order for their, those things to be destroyed. And they will not have anywhere to render up again. I pray for you today. All your enemies will make mistakes that will be to your favor in Jesus' name. Another thing I wanted to know also is taken from the same verse 10. When your enemies draw near, cry out unto the Lord. Don't be afraid. Anytime you see enemies coming or drawing near to you, cry out unto the Lord and don't be afraid. Don't murmur. Verse 10 of Exodus chapter 14 says, And when Pharaoh drew near, nigh, The children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They were afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Don't allow fear to overshadow you. Don't allow fear to to, 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 to overcome you. When you are faced with what is more, things that is more than you, cry out unto God. Your cry, God will hear it. When God called Moses and and, and said, I I heard the cry of my people, Israel. God heard their cry. God will hear your cry. Cry out unto God. Another thing that you need to know today also is that never be at the mercy of your battle. Do not surrender to them. In verse 12, the Bible says, the, 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 the Israelite said unto Moses, is not this the word that we detailed thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. It is better for us to serve the Egyptians. Never settle for Egyptians in the midst of your battle. Never surrender to that battle. The battle belongs to the Lord, and God will fight for you. Another thing you need to know today is that See the salvation of the Lord in the midst of the battle. See the salvation of the Lord in the midst of the battle. In verse 13 of Exodus chapter 14, the Bible says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians who ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more, forever. See the salvation of the Lord. See God fighting on your behalf. That Egyptian will never overcome you. You will be the one that will overcome the Egyptian. When you see the salvation of the Lord in the name of Jesus, and I pray for somebody today. Every Egyptian you have seen yesterday as you are listening today to the, the word of God, you will see those Egyptians no more in the mighty name of Jesus. Another thing I wanted to know today also is that God will fight for you. God will fight for you. In verse 14 of Exodus chapter, chapter 14, the Bible said, the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. God will fight for you. I say it again god will fight for you in the name of jesus christ in i want us to know also that god is adding the heart of your egyptian in order for them to perish it seems as if they were terrifying you they were coming and that battle is becoming stronger and stronger but i wanted to know that god is adding the, the heart of all your enemies in order for all of them to eventually perish Another thing I wanted to know today also is that we serve a God, mighty God, that can make waters to be a wall. He can make waters to be a defense unto you. In verse 29 of Exodus chapter 14, the Bible says that, but the children of Israel walked upon their dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall unto them, on their right hand and on their left hand. These waters that drawn all the Egyptians became wall unto the children of Israel, became defend for them. God said, when you pass through waters, I will be with you. They will not overflow. They cannot go beyond their boundaries. God even makes waters defend. Water that drowns the enemies will be the one that will defend you. in the name of Jesus. The water that God has used to do to drown all your enemies will be the one that God will still use to defend you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another thing I wanted to know because of the time also is that God will save you this day out of the hand of your Egyptian. Whoever that has stood as an Egyptian in your life, God will today deliver you out of their hands in the name of Jesus and you shall sing a song of victory soon because the God that is mighty in battle will fight for you. Friends, we have God that is mighty in battle. No matter what you are going through, the battle belongs to the Lord. Hand it over to him. And that battle over to God and they will fight for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to pray. I want us to begin to appreciate God for what God has, is said to do in your life. Appreciate him for the word that has come today, mighty in battle. He is mighty in battle. Give him all the praise. Exalt him. Magnify him. Honor him. Thank him that that God, I thank you because you have made me to triumph over my enemies. I appreciate him for his faithfulness and his kindness. In Jesus' mighty name, we are giving thanks. Amen. I want us to use Psalms 24 to pray today. In Psalms 24, verse 7, the Bible says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, friends. I do not know the the heads that have been standing on your way to overcome, that has been standing on your way to victory, that has been standing on your way to lifting, that has been standing on your way to promotion. I do not know the heads that have been standing on your way I wanted to tell me to that head, those heads today, no matter how many they have, that they should lift up their heads. Lift up your heads. The gate that has lifted that has put its head on the way for you to succeed. Tell those gates to lift up their heads. Oh ye gates, lift up your heads. Gate of affliction, lift up your heads. Gate, gate of sickness, lift up your heads. Gate of diseases, lift up your heads. Gate of failure, lift up your heads. Gate of demotion, lift up your heads. Gate of evil, lift up your heads. Gate of death, lift up your heads. Every evil gate that has been standing on my way, lift up your heads. In the name of Jesus. As you are praying this prayer, tell it to God again. That let the against the gates, let their gates be lifted up. Let the, the heads of the gates be lifted up, and as we're telling this to God, tell it to God again. Everlasting doors that has been standing on my way to victory, lift up your heads, lift up your heads, lift up your heads, lift up your heads. As you're praying this prayer, imagine them lifting up their heads. That every gates of evil standing on my way to victory, lift up your heads. As you are praying, they should lift up their head. Tell the king of glory to come and take over. King of glory, come in. Come and take your rightful place. Take your rightful, rightful place in my life. In the name of Jesus. They might want to start asking you questions. question. As the way they ask, who is this king of glory? Tell it to that gates that, that is lifting up his head now. That it is the Lord that is the king of glory. It is the Lord that is strong. It is the God that is mighty. He is the Lord that is mighty in battle. He is the one that is the king of glory. Tell me to the gate to lift up their heads. Tell me to the gate to lift up their heads. Tell it to the everlasting doors to lift up their heads. That the king of glory shall, is coming in now. And if he ask you again, who is this king of glory? Tell it to him, the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. He is the King of glory. The one that is mighty in battle, he is the King of glory. Begin to tell every gate, every gate in your life, every evil gate that that is standing on the way to break through, tell them today to lift up their heads. In the name of Jesus Christ, tell them to lift up their heads. Begin to lift up your head. Every gate of affliction, lift up your head. Every gate of sickness, lift up your head. Every gate of demotion, lift up your head. Every evil gate, lift up your head. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Tell it to God, victory is mine. In the name of Jesus, victory is mine. Because God will never lose any battle, He will never lose battle. No battle will overcome God because God will never lose battle. God is a winner always. I am a winner. In the name of Jesus, victory is my portion. As from today ends, for, tell it to go every gate. I want to lift up his head again. That I want to come up again. The Lord Almighty will come in a powerful way, in a mighty way to fight for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, so shall it be. In the name of the father in the name of the son and in the name of the holy ghost in jesus mighty name we are prayed. amen our righteous father we thank you once again today lord we thank you for everything you've done thank you for the way you have come this week to speak to us thank you for fighting our battles we know that you have fought our battles for us of the truth you have fought the battles you have fought invisible and visible ones you have fought all our battles we return the glory to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the grace, the, the, the word has come that we, we should hold our peace, that you fight for us. And we know of a truth that you have fought for us. We return the glory to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask of you, every battle that wants to come after this, after this prayer session, Father, Lord, in your mercy, begin to fight all of them for us. Begin to fight all our battles, all of them, all of them, in the name of Jesus and make us whole. Thank you, faithful Father. We give all the praise to you in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen friends god bless you the lord has answered our prayers the lord will fight our battles we hold our peace let us make sure that we are friends of god let us make sure that we are not going against the will of god god is said to fight our battles and we will hold our peace v3 is our portion in the name of jesus christ Next week, by the grace of God, is another day in the presence of God that the Lord will speak to us once again. If Jesus tarries, we'll meet on Saturday next week again to hear what God has for us. God bless you. And I pray your week is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. It is raining all around me. can feel it is a lot rain Ride on Jesus please send more rain until we are wet until we are soaked in the lot of rain it's draining it is raining all around me i can feel it it's a lot of rain ride on jesus please send more rain until we are wet until we are soaked in the lot of rain it is raining it is raining all around me i can feel it it's a lot rain right on jesus please send more rain until we are wet, until we are soaked in the lot rain. Join me sing, it is raining all around me. I can feel it, it's a lot rain. Ride on Jesus. Please send more rain, but form an allot until we are wet, until we are soaked in the latter rain. It is raining, it is raining all around me. I can feel it, it's a lot rain ride on jesus please send more lord until we are wet until we are soaked in the latter rain our darling father we thank you today lord we exalt your name and give you praise Lord, we thank you for the way you have come today to speak to us. We thank you for your blessings upon our lives today. We thank you for the rain you are said to, call to, to fall upon our lives today. We thank you for your rain of blessings, both the former rain and the latter rain that you have, come, you have proposed in your heart to, to allow to come down for us. We thank you for your blessings upon our lives. We thank you for the one that is coming in the future. We thank you for your word you you are set to speak to us today. You want your rain to fall upon us in this month. You want us to cease from struggle and labor. You want us to enter into your rest. You don't want us to struggle as your children. You don't want your Zion to struggle this year. We thank you for your rain that is coming afresh. We thank you for your way rain is coming to make us grow. We thank you for the rain coming in form of refreshment and joy. We thank you for your rain that is coming to make us grow in you, to give us satisfaction. You want to satisfy us in a new way, a new dimension this year. Lord, we give you praise. We exalt you. We honor you. Be that exalted in Jesus' name. Father, we ask of you. As you want to speak to us today we pray open our heart to receive from you let us be blessed no no let it be let us let us kill let that kill kills but the spirit give life the spirit of the Most High God that gives life let this be the one that will reside in us today to speak to us and give our life a meaningful life in Jesus name thank you faithful Lord in Jesus name we have prayed amen Praise the Lord. The theme for today is Rains, Restoration, and Reviver. Rains, Restoration, and Reviver. We call it three hours. The Lord will be speaking to us in these few weeks about this theme, the rains, restoration, and revival. Today, we are going to look into rains as a team. Rains, I pray for someone listening to me today, the Lord will cause his rain to come down for you. Both the latter rain and the former rain, none of them will elude you. In the name of Jesus, any area you have been struggling before, any area you've been doing it and you're struggling, and end has come to struggle in your life. As from today henceforth, you shall be enlisted among the Zion among Zion that will not that will not struggle, but that will, that will allow the reign of God to fall, fall upon you in the name of Jesus. The Lord will make his reign to fall upon you in the name of Jesus. You shall not label. You will enter into God's rest and cease from all label, as from today henceforth in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we have prayed, amen. Our test is taken from Joel chapter two, from verse 21 through 29. And we are going to use First Chronicles chapter four through nine, chapter four, verse nine through 10, for how to join it with the prayer point of today. The, in Joel chapter two, verse 23, the Bible says, be glad Then, you children of Zion, I wanted to take note of this. God is speaking to the children of Zion to be glad. And he told them, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first months. And we are in the first month, the month of January. The Lord said, He has caused to come down for you the rain. Just not only former rain, but also the latter rain. I pray for someone today. You will experience God's rains. You will experience God's rains in the name of Jesus. Both the former rain and the latter rain in these first months in this month of January, in the name of Jesus, you shall cease from labor. You will enter into God's rest and you will cease from labor. In the name of Jesus Christ. I wanted to know that rain connotes refreshment from God. It connotes joy. It connotes growth. When God decides to make His rain to fall on you, His rain will put an end to struggle in your life. Anyone that is operating under a closed heaven, the heaven that has no rain coming down upon what you are doing the person will keep struggling till, till for life until God showed mercy by sending his rain upon what you are doing. If you are laboring, no matter how hard working you are, when God's rain is not on what you are doing, it is a waste of time. Until God caused rain to fall upon your, your work, until God, God makes rain to fall upon what you are doing, you will be struggling. That is the reason why God is speaking to you today that He is going to send His rain upon Zion. Remember, He says, Ye children of Zion. So if you are not part of Zion, you, this benefit of rain today is not meant for you. So if you are there, you are not yet born again. You have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus. This is another another privilege, an opportunity God is giving to you today to surrender all to Him. He wants to reign, He wants to bring causes rain to fall upon you, to fall upon your endeavors. But it takes you to be enlisted among His own before this rain will fall upon you. I pray today the Lord will give you the, the change of heart you will rethink and come to him. No matter what has drawn you back from God, the Lord Almighty will help you to come back to him in Jesus' name. Amen. When God causes rain to come down for you, I want us to see four things that might happen to you when God causes rains to come down for you. In Joel chapter 2 verse 19 Joel chapter 2 verse 19 the Bible says that in verse 19 Bible says ye the Lord will answer and say unto his people unto his people I wanted to note that again unto his people not another person unto his people his own behold I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. I will no more make you a reproach among the Eden. When God causes his rains to come down for you, you shall experience satisfaction. You shall eat in plenty, and you shall be satisfied. The Bible says in verse 19, God said, "I Behold, I will send you corn. Corn represents food, abundant food and sustenance. God will satisfy you with food. He will satisfy you with good things. If He allows His rain to fall on you, He said, I will send you corn. And wine. Wine here signifies drink and refreshment. You shall be refreshed when God sends his rain upon you. Oil in this verse represents power and fire of God, the anointing and unction for exploits. As God is satisfying you with food, satisfying you with refreshment, he will also bless you and anoint you to function effectively for Him. So when God causes a rain to come down for you, it, you will experience satisfaction in all your endeavors. I pray for someone listening to me today in the name of Jesus. In this month, in this year, God will satisfy you. In the name of Jesus God will satisfy you you will eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied in the name of Jesus no matter what is happening in this world your own the Lord will distinguish you and satisfy you in the land in which God wanted to destroy God said God singled out a man Noah and God said This man has found grace in my sight. Even when God wanted to destroy the whole world, at that time, God picked a man, chose a man to favor him. I pray today the Lord will satisfy you with his mercy and favor in Jesus' name. When God causes his rain to come down for you, he will fight all your battles. You will not be one fighting. You will not be the one fighting. You have no part in fighting at all. He will be the one fighting your battles. Your own is that you will hold your peace. In John chapter 2, verse 20, the Bible says, but I will remove, God himself speaking there, I will, but I will remove far from you the northern army. Those are people that are into battle. They will drive, and will drive, I will drive him, into a land barren and desolate with his face towards the east to see in that part was the uttermost, utmost sea and his things shall come up and all his ill savor shall come upon because he had done great things the Lord will remove everyone that is coming to fight you the northern armies will be removed when God causes rain to fall upon you He will take away whatever thing that can hinder your growth. He will take away whatever thing that is coming to fight you. He will remove all of them in order for you to experience all round peace. When God causes his rain to come upon you or to come down for you, fear will be far away from you. You will not dwell in fear. In Job chapter 2, verse 21, God said, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he had given you the former rain moderately, and He will cause to come down for you, the rain, the former rain and the latter rain, in the first month, in the month of January. So when God caused his rain to come down for you, Fear will be far away from you. Everybody might be panicking around, but you will not panic because the rain of God is upon your endeavors. When God causes rain to come upon you, he will give you both the former rain and the latter rain. It will not just be only the former rain that you will experience, but you will experience both the former and the latter rain. I pray for someone today, in the name of Jesus, you will experience both the former rain and the latter rain. In the name of Jesus, God God himself will cause his rains to fall on you in the name of Jesus Christ. In Joel chapter two, verse 23, God said, for he had given you the former rain moderately, and it will cause to come down for you the rain, both the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Both of those rain, they have their own impact in the year. Former rain we, oh, used to come very early in the year, while the latter rain comes during the end of the year. Both of them, they are very important. If only the former rain falls and, and there's no latter rain, there will be no complete growth. There will be no complete growth. That reason why God promised both the former rain and the latter rain for your own sake in these months, in order for you to have all round growth in the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, all round refreshments, all round restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. This is what the Lord will do for you. Friends, the Lord is said to bless you this year with rain. He is said to bless you with the, both the latter rain and the former rain. They will not elude you. But one thing is so important. Make sure that you are enlisted among God's people. Make sure that you do things that is pleasing unto God in this year. Because it is that is the only thing that can make you to experience both the latter rain and the former rain of God in this month and even this year. Make sure that you are doing things that, that is not giving God displeasure. Make sure you are doing things that is making God to be happy, not things that is giving God that is giving God, or uh, heartache make sure that you are doing what is pleasing unto him and you will experience both the latter rain and the former rain this year even this month starting from this month of january in the name of jesus because our bible test says in Joy, chapter 2 verse 23b says and he will cause to come down for you the rain the former rain and the latter rain we are in these first months I prophesy and I pray for someone today. In this first month, according to the integrity of the word of God, you will experience both the former rain and the latter rain in Jesus' name. I want us to pray today before we run off. I want us to thank God for sending His rain to you. I wanted to thank God and Lord, thank you for counting me worthy among those you want to send rain, both the former rain and the latter rain to. It is not that I am more special than others, it is your mercy and your grace that you have used to look upon me to send both latter rain and the the former rain to me. I wanted to give thanks to God for the former rain and the latter rain is sent is sending your way and i wanted to tell thank god for how he has come to speak to you in a new way today that no matter what you are going through he is sending rain your way i want to thank god for the heart to receive this word today that his rain is not will not elude you in jesus name we pray amen i wanted to pretend it to god today lord in your mercy according to as you have said it today Lord, give me former rain and the latter rain. Lord, I ask of you that you give me both the former rain and both and the latter rain. In this month, first month, in in the month of January, you said in the the first month, I will give you both the latter rain and the former rain. Lord, I ask of you in the name of Jesus, send down to me, O God, both the former rain and the latter rain, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. In Joel chapter 2, verse 19, God said that he is going to send you corn, wine, and oil. And he said, ye shall be satisfied therewith. I wanted to tell you to God today, Lord Jesus, Destroy every power working against my corn, wine, and oil this year. Every power that wants to work against the corn, the wine, and the oil that you have sent to me this year. Lord, destroy such power in the name of Jesus Christ. And I wanted to tell it to God. God himself said, I will no more make you a reproach among the Eden. Tell it to God today that, Lord, I will not be a reproach. I refuse to be a reproach among the Eden. Tell it to God once again, Lord, in this year I will not be put to shame. Lord, I will not be put to shame. Tell it to God in another form today and say, Lord, shame is far away from me. I will not know shame. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I wanted to tell it to God again, the Lord, in this year, I refuse to walk under closed heaven. I wanted to pray sincerely to God, the Lord, in the year 2021, I refuse to walk under closed heaven in the name of Jesus Christ i will not walk under close heaven in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayed amen in first chronicles chapter 4 verse 10 the bible talks about a man here jabez that for years there was no rain upon his endeavors because his mother caused him. His mother called him Jabez because, he, he, because she bore him with sorrow. But this man refused to take sorrow or to take curses as a normal endeavor, as a normal way of life. He called on the God of Israel, and he told the God of Israel to bless him indeed. I do not know whether you also you are there, and you, you, are, you are not ready to stake no for an answer in your life. I wanted to tell you to God once again today, that Lord God, bless me indeed. Bless me. Lord, bless me indeed. Enlarge my coasts. Tell it to God today, Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. I do not know whether they know the meaning of blessing. Bless, go and tell God blessing you. You are telling God to rain, to, come, to allow his rain to come down upon you. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my coasts enlarge my territory tell it to God to the Lord let your hand be upon me let your hand be with me may your hand not depart from my life oh wow, Lord, let your hand be upon my devils do not allow your hand to leave me O God let your hand be with me tell it to God to keep you from evil no matter the evil that is going around the world, tell it to God today, Lord, keep me from all evil. In the name of Jesus Christ, tell it to God and Lord, in this year, keep me from all evil. In the name of Jesus, as you pray to God, tell it to God once again, hide me in your secret place. Lord may I not go outside your secret place this year hide me in your secret place I dwell in your secret place forever nothing will take me out of your secret place in this year even beyond in the name of Jesus Christ tell it to God in this year I will not suffer loss in all my endeavors I will not suffer loss tell it to God spiritually ministerially materially financially physically in all ramifications of my life elsewise i will not suffer loss tell it to God sincerely lord i will not suffer loss in this year i refuse to suffer loss in the name of the lord jesus christ in Jesus' name, we pray. I want you to lift up Nigeria, your Jerusalem, into the hands of God and tell it to God, Lord, bless this nation. Tell it to God, Lord, nation Nigeria, bless this nation. Bless my Jerusalem. Lord, bless this nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' mighty name, we are free. Amen. I pray for you in the name of Jesus, the Lord will send his rain to you. His rain shall come down for you, both the latter rain and the former rain. The former rain and the latter rain, the Lord will allow it to come upon you. In the name of Jesus, in this new month, the Lord will allow his rain to come upon you. In the first month, the month of January that we are into, the Lord will allow His rain to fall to come upon you. You will not struggle again. Struggle is over in your life. The grace and the power to please God all the days of your life, the Lord will give unto you. In the name of Jesus, enemies will not truncate your destiny. Your destiny is secured in the name of Jesus, and you will live to give glory to God. You shall be blessings to generations to come, in the name of Jesus Christ, so shall it be, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed, amen. Friends, in these three weeks, we are going to be looking into rains, restoration, and revival, three hours. By the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, next week we are going to look into restoration. God bless you. I pray for you the Lord will restore what you have lost. All the good things that you have lost in the past. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will restore them in hundredfolds and you will give glory to God in the highest. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. God bless your day. God bless your week. God bless your year, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Father, we thank you for today. We want to thank you for another new week. We appreciate you for all you've been doing for us. We thank you for the way you've been speaking to our hearts. We thank you for your word that is not in our lives. We thank you for the way you have come up again today to speak to us. We want to thank you for how you want to restore all the good things that we have lost. You have come to restore all to us today. No matter what we have lost, how precious those things are, we want to thank you today because you have promised us restoration. You have promised us that you are going to restore our years. The years that the Kankawa had eaten hope. The years that any form of glucose had eaten the years that enemies, Satan, are eating up. You said you are going to restore unto us those years. Father, we thank you for restoration of years. We thank you for restoration of good things that we have lost. We thank you for all you have done or what, what you're about to do in our lives. We're also thanking you for what you will still do for us in the future. We return the glory, the honor, majesty unto you forevermore, in Jesus' name. Father, we ask of you today that you speak to us again. Let our lives be blessed. Bless our lives. Let us know that you are God in our lives. Even though we know it before, let it be so strong in our hearts daily. That you are God in our lives. Let our testimonies be like Job. That said, I know my Redeemer lives. Let this be our testimony every day of our lives. That we know that our Redeemer lives. This is our heart cry today. And we know that you will do for us. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord, friends. Last week, Saturday, we God spoke to us about a theme that says rains, restoration, and revival. The three hours. We took a subtopic which is rain and god really spoke to us through this this week we are going to the, we'll go to the second subtopic so here which is restoration restoration i do not know what you have lost so precious to you i pray in the name that is above all names, in the name of Jesus, those good things shall be restored to you in Jesus' name. God is always keen when it comes to time. Whatever thing you have lost, God sees it as time. That is why in Joel chapter two, verse 25 when god wanted to talk about restoration he said i will restore to you the years god knows, knows, knows that everything you have lost are put is put together to be years if you have lost job is years that that, 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 are counting. If you have lost your health, years counting. Whatever thing that you have lost, everything is still years. So whatever thing you have lost, God said, I will restore the years. So when God restores the years for you, those good things you have lost will come back to you in Jesus' name. The Bible says God himself declared here. He said, I will restore to you the years that the locusts had eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmerworm, my great army, which I sent among you no matter the great army the Lord has sent among us or sent to you I pray today mercy of God will locate you wherever place you are the Lord will restore to you the years that the locust the kankawon the caterpillar the palm every great army sent to you the Lord will restore the years they have eaten up in Jesus name Friends, losing precious things to you, it can come in diverse ways. It can, be, What led to that can be in diverse ways. When somebody loses something, it might be, maybe you have sinned against God. You have done something wrong. And at times, you might not do something wrong like Job, or it might be that God wants to test the depth of your love towards him, God might want to test the depth, he might want to talk the depth of all that how, you are, how, you, how loving you are to him. It might also be due to negligence, carelessness, or whatever. But no matter the reasons behind what you have lost, the good things you have lost, the good news I have for you today in Jesus' name, that those good things shall be restored unto you again in Jesus' name. God will bring back to you those things you have lost. God will put them back to their former state opposition. position. And it will even bless you the more, more than those things that you have lost before. In the name of Jesus Christ. Friends, I want to say the warning for everyone that sees people going through their tough times and they are mocking them some of them you might think that those tough times they were into are into is because they have sinned be careful because it is only god that knows the foundation of what those people are going through if you keep mocking them a the time comes that god will attend to them like the way he an answered you and face you that is you are the mocker to deal with you we saw the story of a man job he loved god the bible said this man ensued evil to the extent that even when his, his children anytime they go for feast to feasts he, that not say he would pass, he perceived that they might have offended God. He would take a sacrifice on behalf of these children, burnt out sacrifice and ask for mercy on their behalf. He said parapen sure they have sinned. So you have seen the essence of the love of God in the heart of this man job to God. By a time came, Satan, Satan went to God, went along with the children of God, and Tabu accused Job that God, you bless Job, how will he not serve you? You bless him with all, even not that you even bless him with all you even put your head around him that nobody dare touch him. Why will he not call upon you? why will he not love you? God gave him permission and said go go and touch what he had, but never touch his life and see whether and whether truly he had integrity or not. he went ahead, did all. Joe faced the trouble of his life that time. in all, Job never sinned against God. He maintained his integrity. He went ahead to, to, for, to, to lay sickness on him. Still, this man still maintained his integrity. This, I want you to see some. I don't know what you are going through at this point in time yourself. I do not know what you have lost. But I want you to lose confidence in your God. It might be that you have lost Job. It might be that maybe you have lost peace. It might be that you have lost joy. Your home might be you have lost your salvation. It might be that you have lost substances or your substance. Maybe your home is that you have lost your loved ones. Maybe you have lost hope or the confidence that you have, in, or you have in God. It might be that you have lost the trust that you have in God. What we're going through now are maybe to lose trust in God. It might be that you have lost also relationship. It might be that you lost your health or you lost sight or you lost the gift or anointing. It might be that you have lost the property, the friendship. It might also be the family or marriages, the blessings or life. Whatsoever thing that you have lost, in the name that's above all names, the Lord will restore all to you in Jesus' name. This man called Job met himself in the same way the Bible says he lost all his own was not even that he lost part of the things but the Bible says he lost everything the only thing that remained for Job was himself in the, in this pathetic situation sickness with his wife but this man, God restored him. So no matter what you have lost, the God of restoration will restore all to you in Jesus' name. Not that he will restore alone, he will restore in hundredfold in Jesus' name. I want to see the way God moved in the life of Job. God came to him after he had gone through a lot and he seemed as if God was silent the the wife came and told him are you still maintaining your integrity cause God and die Thank God he, 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 he maintained his integrity even though his wife suggested such not to maintain it when satan discovered that his wife did not succeed in making him to curse God. He sent three friends to Job. His good friends. When they were coming to Job, they were coming with the intention of com- to comfort Job. They were coming with the intention to lift Job's burden. They were coming with the intention to bless job but when they got to job's house satan entered into them and when they got there everything changed when they saw what job was going through they could not talk again for a while and when they got to his place they saw the extent of what happened to job the boys from his fo- for his air from his head to the toes, everywhere wa- was with boys. Even when youth, you know, if you have just only one, one could know the extent of how painful such will be. Let alone a, ma- a man having it all over his body. But I wanted to learn from one thing today. When said whatever accomplishment or what that i want to achieve if we want to stand by it even in the midst of the boy all over i wanted to know that the mouth that job that satan wanted job to use to curse god was speared of boil. The reason why he speared the mouth is, 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 is so that you'll be able to talk before if you be, study the book of Job you discover that job was talking answering the friends talking and he was he kept on talking about I am righteous and this he, was, he also told God told that I might know my redeemer lives he, he kept on talking Job spared the mouths. So that when the time comes and the trouble was so, t- so great, Job will be able to use that man, man that man, to speak against God. Friends, whatever thing you are going through the tough times, I want you to know that Satan is at the corner. He wants to use you to speak against God. Everything that's around you wants to use it. I do not want you to see people around you as your enemies. Your greatest enemy is, here yeah, is Satan because he wants you to speak and to curse God. He talked about if the, 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 the wife came, curse God and died. He maintained his integrity. He used the three friends. They came to him. They kept on speaking against him. You have sinned against God. You have done this. But in all, the mouth that he speared, he did not use it to curse God. God kept quiet, silent for from chapter 1 through 38. It was in 38 that God spoke. So no matter what you are going through, your joy will come. No matter what, the extent of what you are going through, your joy is coming on the way. The Lord will restore you. The Lord will restore those years unto you. It, means it seems as if your friends have gone ahead of you. It seems as if you are in the, on, a, on a, at a sports. It seems as if your life is stagnated. I have good news for you today. The Lord will grant you speed. Those things that you have lost. Anything, good thing that you have lost. God will restore in hundredfold. The years shall be restored in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone will come to rejoice with you and say, I know that your Redeemer lives. This will be your testimony, friends, in Jesus' name. The Lord will restore the years or the things that you have lost. The Lord will bless you and you shall live to glorify God. In Jesus' name. I want you to know today that God loves you. He will not forsake you. He will not leave you. Even God, what you are going through now seems as if you are forsaken. And while I have a news for you, God is still of the truth. He will do what Him alone can do in your life. He will bless your life. He will uphold you. He will restore the years you have lost. You will live to give glory to God and your life will never remain the same again in the name of jesus christ the lord will show up the lord will be your shield the lord will be your guide the lord will lead you the way to go in the name of jesus christ he will show himself strong in your life and you will live to give glory to god in the name of jesus christ Friends, I want us to go back to our lesson today. We say it's restoration. The Bible says in Joel chapter two, verse 25, I will restore to you the years, I will restore to you the years that the locusts are eating. When God promised restoration, nobody can stop it. When God promised you that he's going to restore the years you have lost, nobody on earth can stop it. As he has said, he will do. So no matter what you have lost, no matter the extent in which you have lost anything, and that thing seems as if there's no way out, the Lord will come in a new way. The Lord will show up. The Lord will bless you and your life will never remain the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Friends, I want you to have a a strong determination within you that God lives, that God is still on the way to do what him alone can do, that nobody else can do except him. When he says he will restore, he means what he says and he will do what is he said. He has said he will restore the years. He said, even though they are great, army, even though I sent them to them, to you, maybe to test your faith, or maybe because of what you have done wrong, but I myself will restore those years. And he said in verse 26, he said, you shall eat in plenty and eating in plenty and he said you shall be satisfied so this year the lord will restore you the, those years you have lost you will eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied and you will praise the name of the lord your god that has done wondrously with you one thing i want you to know also today those things that you have lost, see, look and see if, or let me say, that thing, those things you have lost now, has made you to be put to shame. But God said also in verse 26, and my people shall not never be put to shame. So if you are God's people, and you have lost any good thing, God is coming your way. And he said you will not be put to shame but be mindful that you are God's people because he, just, he said my people that means those that have surrendered their lives to God. so if you are here there you are, you are here to surrender you have yet you are here to surrender your life to Christ. I wanted to do it today. As you are surrendering your life to Jesus, it is not only Jesus, you are surrendering all, all those things you have lost. Everything that you are going through, you are surrendering all to God. And God himself will restore those years, as he has said, in Jesus' name. And God said in verse 27, Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. You shall know that I am the Lord your God. You shall know that there is no other order, nobody except God. And he said again in verse 27: My people shall never be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. Those years that you have lost, the Lord will restore. Those good things that you have lost, God will restore. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord will grant you speed in this year, you will pursue, you will overtake. Where you think that you cannot get to, the Lord will take you beyond the peace. Those good things that you have lost, God will restore in hundredfold. God when he speaks his word, he doesn't play with it. God when he says it, he will surely do it. He will surely do it. In chapter, Job chapter 1, the Bible talked about that Job had 7,000 sheep. That was in chapter 1. If you go to the end of the chapter, chapter 42, the Bible said he had 14,000 sheep. He lost 7,000 sheep. God restored it in in double fold and gave him 14,000. He had 3,000 camels, God gave him 6,000 camels. So whatever thing you have lost, still by God, God Almighty will restore you hundredfold in Jesus' name. You will live to give testimonies about what God have done in your life in the name of Jesus. And those things, when the Lord restores, no no great army will come to take it over again no great army will come to eat it up again in the name of jesus christ god bless you in jesus name by the grace of god next week we'll meet again for the recap of this topic which is revival when god sends rain when god restores the next thing that will come to you is and you shall be revived The Lord God will revive you. That no enemy will be able to take away the blessing of God from your life in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless your day. God bless your week. God bless this month for you. God bless the month ahead of you. And God bless this year for you. In Jesus' name. You will live to give testimonies about what the Lord Almighty will do in your life. In Jesus' name. You are blessed. Our Father, we have come today again to your presence. We have come to receive from you. We know that a man received nothing. is given to him from above we have come because you are the the God that give all things We we have come to receive again from you Lord we ask of you today that you speak to us in a unique way in a distinct manner in a way that our lives shall be transformed. Let the entrance of your word today give light unto us and understanding and make us to, to understand and make us simple in you. In the name of Jesus, we receive the, the spirit of humility to receive your word today, to have understanding of what you have for us today in the name of jesus christ thank you faithful redeemer we give you praise we exalt you we magnify your name jehovah in jesus name we are prayed amen friends we want to thank god for another day another week the lord has made us to see last week Saturday we're able to look into a topic which is restoration and I know that the Lord has started the work of restoration in your life you will live to give glory and testimony by what the Lord has done all the good things that you have lost it shall be restored unto you in Jesus name Today we want to look into another topic under the theme, which is rains, Restoration, and revival. Today is the recap of, of the theme, Reviver. Reviver. I pray the Lord will speak to us in Jesus' name. What is the meaning of reviver? Reviver means to bring back to life. To bring back to life. It means to rejuvenate. It means to rejuvenate. Reviver means to live again, to live again. So in this meaning or the definition given as revival, one thing is so important there, and it means to bring back to life. It means that something is dead or something is about to die. But now, God wants to bring it to life. I pray today, at the end of this message, you shall be revived. Any area of your life that is dead, every area of your life that is weak, any aspect in which you are already fainting, The Lord will come to your head and the Lord will revive you in the name of Jesus Christ. When God wants to revive his children, he send down his spirit upon such person. When a man is dead, spiritually or when someone is not alive physically what makes the person not to be alive is because of the spirit that is taken away from such but the lord says i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh Joel chapter 2. God said i will pour out my spirit upon All flesh that is Joel chapter 2 verse 28 God said your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions I want us to look into this chapter Joel chapter 2 verse 28 if you read it God said, I will pour out my spirit upon you. So when God pours his spirit upon out of his spirit upon you, three things are bound to happen. God said, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions these three promises from god they are all futuristic when you prophesy you are talking about the future when you dream dreams it means that that has not come to reality is about to occur or to happen when you see visions it's about to happen that is why i have a good news for somebody today that your future will be great the lord will revive you your future will be great the lord will pour out his spirit upon you today his spirit will come in new in a, in, a, in a manifestation into your life today. And your future shall be great. I don't know how you have been thinking about your future before. I do not know whether you are you have not you are thinking as if you will not make it. I do not know whether you are thinking or you are having a negative thought to concerning your future. But I have a good news for you today. Your future is great. I say it again. Your future is great. God said, Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. It's futuristic. Your old men shall dream dreams. Futuristic in nature. Your young men shall see vision. Futuristic. That is why I'm so sure that your future is great. No matter the attempts from the pit of hell, To truncate your destiny the Lord will make them not to succeed enemies will not succeed over your destiny God said the thought that I think towards you God is thinking towards you and his thought towards you they are of peace they are of good to give you hope and to give you future your future is great in the name of Jesus Christ now when revival comes to the life of a man or to a, into a life of a or into a congregation there is one thing that is so important your heart. your heart. your heart is very very important for revival what is the state of your hearts towards being revived what are you doing or what is in your mind or your heart to show that you really want to be revived the state of your heart determines whether you are set for a revival. it otherwise God said in his Word. in the same jewel chapter 2 God told said in verse 28 he said I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and you will read further and after he said this, God Told all them that they should repent. If you read from the beginning, you will see when God was talking about repentance, God told them that they should lend their hearts. So, for the revival to come to you, it is the state of your heart. How is your? How are you prepared for a revival to come upon you? God sees and looks into your heart to know whether you are really set for a reviver or otherwise. So when the state of your heart is ready to receive from God, God also is set to revive you. God said in Joel chapter 2, to rend your hearts and not your garments. When you come to me, with, 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 that i should revive you god said rend your heart rend your heart and not your your garments so for you to be revived your your heart is very very important i want us to go quickly see through how do you know when you need reviver how number one when you are toiling with sin when you are toiling with sin or when you are making excuses for sinning you are playing with sin you don't see sin as anything and you are you are making excuses for sinning after all people are doing it In fact, people—I didn't even the people that that, that are more spiritual than me—they are sinning. How much more myself? After all, pastors are doing it. After all, bishops are doing it. So why we, myself, how will I not do such thing? So when you find your situation in, in yourself in this situation that you are playing with sin, or you are making excuses for your sin. You need revival. How do you know that you need revival? When the word of God has no meaning again to you, you take the word of the, the Bible, it's as if you are reading newspapers. You take the Bible and you are reading, it's as if you are you were you were reading letters, and even though even Maybe your own has even gotten to the extent that you are not even really taking the Bible again. Let alone not even have any meaning to you. You need revival. When the things of God have no meaning to you again, the things of God, the things of the kingdom of God, kingdom assignments, kingdom ministry, is no more a priority to you. Friends, you need a revival. When you are prayerless, communicating with your God, when it becomes a burden, when you don't have a zeal or interest or or nothing trails you towards communicating with God, you need revival. Another signs or how to know whether you need a reviver is the complaints, the complaints you keep. What, show me your complaints. I will tell you who you are. So when the people that surround you, they are those that will lead you into sin or lead you into wrong direction you need a reviver when you are lukewarm lukewarmness is another sign that you are set or you need a reviver lukewarmness you are neither cold nor hot you need revival when Reading the Bible, as was said earlier, praying all the things of God has no meaning to you. You are just lukewarm. Friends, you need revival. God said in, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, God said, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So if you are cold, I know you are hot, cold. And if you are cold, hot, I know you are cold. Hot. But you are lukewarm. You are neither hot nor cold. God said, I will spit you out of my mouth. So when you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, you need revival when you entertain or you are entertained by the things that that used to grieve you before you need revival those things the sin that used to grieve, grieve you before the sin that you ate before now has become your lovers or become something that you love you need revival when the joy of the Lord is no more your strength, the reason why we keep going in the in Christian way or Christianity is is because of the joy of God of the Lord the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength in the midst of challenges or what you're going through You have the joy of the Lord within you, and this joy has brought strength unto you. So when you see yourself that the joy of the Lord is no more your strength, you need revival. Now, when you are also afraid, you are afraid of everything that you see around you. You're sleeping you are afraid when you are awake you are afraid when you want to take a step you are afraid when you want to do anything you are afraid you need a revival when you find yourself in this situation in this manner friends you need a revival in Abaku, chapter 2, chapter 3 rather vice verse 2, the Bible says, came himself praying here, Lord, I have heard your fame. So the version of King James says, I have heard your, your speech. And I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord, in this. The King James says, I have heard your speech and I am afraid. It said, revive us in the midst of the year. Friends, when you see yourself that you are afraid, know that you have the fear of the Lord in you, but you just see that you are afraid. You are afraid. You are afraid. You need a reviver. Friends, now I want us to go to the church. When do the church need revival? At the body of Christ, we need revival when there is disunity. When everyone, they are doing their own things in their own way when people are not ready to do things in the way of the lord the church need the revival the bible says in Acts chapter 2 starting from verse 1 the bible says when the day of pentecost came they were all together in one place that is the spirit of unity. And the Bible says, suddenly a sound like the blowing of the violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So, when there is the spirit of you disunity in the church, we need revival. In this one now, they were in one eye called, and suddenly they experience God when they are the spirit of unity in the church there is nothing that you cannot achieve for God another way in which we need to know whether we there is a, we need, there is a need for revival in the church is when people need to be entertained or need to be motivated before coming to God's house you need to coat it, you need to make it sweet, you need to make do do, do things that would in that people will have interest in before they can have they can be triggered to come to God's house. That the church needs revival. When people are not genuinely looking for the word of God, but what they are looking for is what will thrill them. The, the church needs the revival. When the spirit of buying and selling is in operation in the church, remember Jesus Christ, when he went to the temple, he saw them selling and buying. The Bible says he turned the tables. He he beat them out of the temple. He said, do not turn the the, the house of the Lord to the deans of robbers. The house of God is meant for prayers is meant for spiritual things not to buy and sell so when you see a church or a body of christ start coming together with the, the with the hope of having a personal gain and not because they love god the church in that church need or needs revival there are several reasons in which someone will need a reviver. so do not exempt yourself from this you need a revival. i want to set your life very well and look into every the area of your life aspect of your life that you need revival. now how do Or what do we do for you to be revived? Number one, the place of repentance. The place of repentance. Are you said to repent from that aspect of your life that is not giving God your own pleasure? Are you set to come to God with the all of your heart? Are you set to do it in the, in God's way? Repentance from dead works, repentance from things that will not give God glory. Repentance from your old ways. Repentance from dead works repentance from every of work of darkness so when you have you you are ready to repent god also is ready to revive you when god sees a true art a genuine art of repentance in you he himself is ready to accept you in Job chapter 22, verse 23. The Bible says, If you return to God, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from you or from your things, you shall be restored, you shall be revived. You need a heart of repentance. Another thing that you need. For true repentance, or for true revival, rather, is for you to return to God. Salvation of your soul. You to return to God. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, They that that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength so if you wait upon the Lord returning to the Lord the Lord will renew your strength your strength shall be renewed like the strength of an eagle you shall mount up with wings as eagles you shall run and you shall not be wearied you shall walk and you will not faint if you return unto the lord in malachi chapter 3 verse 7 the bible says return to me and i will return to you says the lord so if you return to god himself will return also oh. unto you another ways in which you need to be revived or for revival to come to you is, a, is living a holy life true revival leads to holiness when you live a holy life revival will come to you when God looks into you at you and sees that you are set to live a, a godly life, a life that is pleasing unto you, He will revive you. Another earth area in which the revival comes to you is God filling you with His Spirit, filling you with Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Joy chapter 2, verse 20, 28. It shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see vision. God pouring out his spirit upon you. You will be revived. So I wanted to allow God today to walk in you. By the, having the art of repentance, by returning to him, living a holy life, and he will come and pour out his spirit upon you. When God pour out the spirit upon you, not they will give you the spirit, it will pour. When you are pouring something, outpour is the is is you cannot just they are uncountable. Pouring, when you pour things, you cannot just. Your cannot just is, I'll just count it. They are uncountable. God said, I will pour out my spirit upon you. And that is the spirit of revival. I pray for you today the Lord will revive you. Any area in which you are missing it, the God Almighty will come to your head. In the name of Jesus, you shall be revived. Any area in which you you are being weak, you are afraid, the Lord God will come and revive you. You are sick over there, the Lord will revive you. Your spiritual life is going down. The Lord will revive you in the name of Jesus. The time of refresh, refreshing will come. The time of refreshing and reviving, uh, reviving will come in the name of Jesus. The Lord will bring you back to life. You will. You, the Lord will bring you back to life. You will live a life that is giving God glory, and not the life giving others glory, but God, God himself, in the name of Jesus. You will love God with the whole of your heart. He will revive you in the name of Jesus, and he will make you love him in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you today, you shall be revived. You shall be revived. Any area, good any good aspect of your life that is dead, the Lord will come and revive it maritally, ministerially, spiritually, physically, materially, in every aspect that, that is dead in you, the Lord God will come and revive, and you will live to give glory to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember to that. This is what when you need revival, when you need a need of revival, you will see some things in you that is not in line with God, and those are the things that we have mentioned earlier. Go through it, look into your life, and turn a new leaf, and the Lord will come to your head in the name of Jesus Christ. By the grace of God, if Jesus tarries next week. The Lord will speak to us also in another topic in another topic entirely. He will speak to us and meet, meet our needs in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. In Jesus' name. See you next week by the grace of God. In Jesus Terrace. In Jesus' name. Amen.